welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empower women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I'm going to be your host today. Um, but I'm super excited to have our guest today is Katie Schmolt. She is one of our Mountain Mamas. And just recently this year, is that right? Yeah, I just am reaching my one-year anniversary. <laughs> Yay, I love it. <laughs> and um, we had been on a trip, and she had shared some of her thoughts on a trip that she had done a bike ride um, through the state of Utah as just kind of like her first ever. So she's going to share some really cool bike stories with us today, road bike stories. Um, but first, before we get that started, she's originally from Washington, like mm -hmm. born in Washington, currently lives in Bluffdale, Utah. And um, she's single. Hashtag what are men to rocks and mountains <laughs> for my Jane Austen fans out there. <laughs> true, true. Absolutely. And she's currently working as a teacher's coach. The fun fact about you, you said, was that you were a collegiate on a collegiate racquetball team. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so which school is that at? Or? Um, I played for BYU and I tried. Brigham Young University. That's correct. Yep. And I tried out, and I made it on the team, and I'd get up every morning at 5, and we'd practice, and we'd go to tournaments, and it was super fun. Was it like a men's-women's or women's-only mm -hmm. team? It or? was a co-ed team. Oh, so. cool. In the tournaments, I only played with women in the tournaments, though. But mm -hmm. in practices, you would do both. Oh, nice. And is it like one person, like one-on-one, -on -one, or is it, do you do teams or anything? All of my competitions were singles, so one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. Nice. Any racquetball injuries? No, but before I was on the team, I did go to an intramurals tournament. So that's just within the college with, like, friends. And I did accidentally hit someone in the head with my racket. Oh, with your racket. <laughs> but don't worry. We won the match. <laughs> I don't know if that's foul play or not. Did they call foul play? No, we won. <laughs> You're like, that's all good. I used to play... Um, rugby in college up at Utah State University uh -huh. and I'm just oh and I had never played before either and I don't know had you played racquetball a lot before uh no I took a few classes in college and and then I tried out You're like it's gonna be my jam was it your jam did you oh love it's it? so my jam so <laughs> if anyone wants to come challenge me <laughs> I had no idea I I'll, love it I'll play you <laughs> I love it okay so so you had mentioned you had done this bike tour through Utah how many years ago was this so this was in 2020 in the COVID year. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So what was the, what was your inspiration? So I had always wanted to do it, but then COVID hit and I got super depressed and super lonely. And I was like, nothing's going on around here. I wish I could just work outside because I love being outside. Uh -huh. And so then I was like, well, what if I rent an RV and we bike across Utah. Uh -huh. And so that's what I did. We rented an RV. Um, we'd R My friend would RV and be my support vehicle. And I would bike um, miles that day. And then we'd stop at locations with Wi-Fi. And we would both work because this is the only time we ever worked from home. As teachers, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That is brilliant. What, what month did you start? So we started in May. So... COVID, the COVID stress was kind of going down at that point, uh -huh. and things were just barely starting to open back up. Mm -hmm. So was it kind of, you just finished the last end of school? Yep. Is that right? And then did you continue on through the summer as well? So in the summer, so I finished Utah in in May, and then 
when I got to the finish line of Utah, someone said, Katie, does that mean you're going to just keep riding your bike to Canada? And so I picked back up in July and I kept riding to Canada. <laughs> and we'll have that whole story at our next episode. But oh my word, I didn't know that they were, yeah, yeah, pretty quickly back to back. Um, so what got you started? Like you had mentioned that it was kind of a process to get started, like to mm -hmm. do an adventure because you had never done anything like this before, right? No, I don't think I had done anything like this before. <laughs> um, I had said once, I want to ride across the state of Utah, and I saw my chance, and I took my chance. Mm -hmm. So it was probably less than a month of training. So I got the idea because COVID hit. I was depressed, got the idea, and I started training. So I rode probably in training rides about the length of Utah. Uh-huh. Um, before you had gone out. Before I went out. So I did do some training. And how many miles is that? Because you were going from south to north, so the long mm -hmm. way of Utah. So Utah is 420-ish miles. So, so I put that into training, and so I was like, I can do this. Uh-huh. And one thing about training is I'd go out and train, and these these little skinny men with tight, tight pants, <laughs> they'd be like pedaling past me. And I would just be like, I don't know if I should ride across the state of Utah because I'm so slow. But I learned a really good lesson that um, you never know how long someone's ride is because maybe I had ridden 50 miles that day and they were just starting out right. passing me. So it was good to remember, ride your own ride and and you can do it. Even, awesome. even if it's at your own pace. Mm -hmm. What kind of bike did you choose to take on this? Um, there's a little bike barn in Lehigh. <laughs> and I had bought this bike, the GT Nomad, about eight years ago for $300. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a little hybrid bike. Uh, the tires, by the time I was ending, they do not spin straight anymore. So it was like a pretty simple bike. Uh-huh. Like it, but it was, does it have the look of a road bike? Kind of? It has the look of a hybrid bike. Okay. So, so it's so more upright. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Comfort stance. So ah. you're sitting straight, kind of like the Wicked Witch of the, <laughs> the East or the West. <laughs> That's awesome. And did you have like bike pedals or like clip-ins? Are you just like a foot on a straight pedal or? Foot on a straight pedal. <laughs> it's super simple. I yep. love it. And were you pulling stuff behind you at a trailer or backpack or was it like you just kind of had your water bottles, everything else was on the RV? Um, so we did have an RV support vehicle. So that had like my bike pump and any support things. I carried a backpack at all times with um, like a change of tire and other things and a camelback. Oh, and, and snacks. Okay. Lots of snacks. <laughs> and did you, so how did you decide what city you wanted to start in or what route? How did all that come about? I think I just researched that on blogs of other people. And so I just researched, ride your bike across the state of Utah. And someone mentioned they started in Kanab. Uh -huh. And I started there. And then also I started there because the elevation difference was, it's easier going from Kanab from the south to the north. Oh, are you, because you're a little higher and you go downhill? Or I guess flat? so. It's so funny. I always think going south is always downhill, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. I <laughs> know, no, it's not, obviously, clearly. <laughs> All right, so Kanab is a really cute little desert town, mm -hmm. and you're obviously trying to stay to small roads. Were you staying on the same highway, or were you going between a lot of different highways? Uh, pretty much for the state of Utah, you're on, I think they call it Highway 89, is that right? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's kind of like the one just a hair off the I-15, yeah. which is the main interstate. Yeah. So Highway 89 is basically, 
it's one lane going both like two lane. It's a two lane road, so uh -huh. one lane going north and one lane going south. And I took that all the way up until I got to Utah Lake area or oh, to wow. Nef Nephi is where you branch off. Mm -hmm. The city of Nephi. Mm -hmm. And then where do you go from Nephi? Nephi, you're going on some back roads and then you get um, put out on the edge of Utah Lake. So you're on the west side of the Utah. The west side of Utah Lake. West side okay. of Utah Lake. And then from there you get on the Jordan River Trail. Mm -hmm. And then from there you get on, I don't know what the trail's called anymore, but it's the rail trail up by Ogden. Uh -huh. So once you get past Utah Lake, you're basically on trail systems, which is super awesome. And then north of there, you are on country roads. Oh, okay. Like dirt country roads or just like small paved? Just small roads nice. going past farmland. And then did you, where did you end? So up past Tremart. Tree Mountain. Mm -hmm. So maybe they would call it, I think, maybe Garland, Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Garland's up there, yeah. And that's right along I-15. So, like, there's a, a frontage road right along I-15 that you end on. Oh, okay. And how long did it take you? Like, was it is the same? Was it about how long you thought it was going to take? Or did it go longer or shorter? My plans for this segment of the trip actually went pretty consistently with what I planned. Yeah. And I planned about 35 miles a day, and that's pretty much what happened. And so it was 12 days of riding, mm -hmm. and then I had two rest days in there, too, where I didn't ride at all. Oh, okay. And did you feel like 35 miles was a decent, like, was that, were you pushing yourself? Were they like hard passes or things like that? Or you felt like 35 was, like, pretty doable consistently? Yeah, I think 35 miles is pretty doable, and I think anyone could do the state of Utah if they really wanted to. That's so, I'm like so inspired. That's awesome. You should do it. I know. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so um, I know you said you had some crazy adventures, obviously, along the way. Mm -hmm. So I uh, we've had some gals come and talk about, like, doing the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific, like, these long trails, like you're saying, like, these long Things. And it's like that first day or two, you just have a lot of just your body is adjusting and wacky. Mm -hmm. I feel like the craziest things happen in those first few days. How are they for you? Yeah, there is a lot of mental strain that goes in the first couple days, um, even before I started. So we drove down um, to Kanab and we have our little Cruise America RV <laughs> and we're getting down to Kanab and we are stopping to sleep so I can have a good night's sleep before the next day. And we get stuck in a sand pit outside of Kanab. And so that night we're stuck in the sand pit. I'm like, we're just parking here. This is where we're <laughs> camping. And I just sit in my bunk in the RV and I just cry. I'm like, what Aww. am I getting myself into? Why did I make this stupid choice? And just like, it's starting out wrong, and I'm, like, super worried about what's happening, and, like, can I do this? And a lot of people had expressed worries to me and being, like, don't do this, Katie. Like, this is dangerous. And so so all of that comes down on me as we're stuck in a sandpit in, uh, in Kanab. And so the next morning, we wake up, we go out, and I look at the RV, and the, the tires are, like, in a foot of sand because we had tried to get out in the middle of the night and we go in the RV and we we pull out some some plastic cups and we start digging our tires out of with the sand with plastic pit. cups yeah oh my gosh with plastic <laughs> cups and um 
eventually some man comes and helps tow us out and we get out and <laughs> we drive I, I don't remember the name but it was like Frendonia uh-huh. Frendonia Arizona is on the border of Kanab and Utah and Arizona and so we start there and I start writing and I'm just like oh this is why I was doing this like I'm so excited to be here like the wind's in your hair you're riding through a cute town and then you're riding through red rocks and it's just amazing So once I got started, it was okay. Mm -hmm. But that emotional stress of beginning hit me every single leg of my journey. Like the very first day of each of the big leg, like first day in Idaho, Mm -hmm. Arizona. And then did it just wear off that first day, like after you'd ridden for a few miles? Or did it take a few days to kind of get in your groove? Um, Actually, for Utah, it wore off that first day. There was a huge hill at the end of the first day, and I made it to the top, and I was like, okay. I can do this because I knew that first day was also planned to be the hardest day right. of the trip. Right, gotcha. So how did you plan your, like you you said you were a pretty meticulous planner. Like how did you plan your stops? Like or did you prefer to plan at the end of a day where you just had a hill, like you said? Or did you like to have like a long stretch? Or do you just like, I don't know, 35 miles, you know, or... You know, or wherever there was camping, or how did you figure it out? So I figured that out because I just planned where there would be good camping. And I actually have relatives throughout the state of Utah. So I planned it out based off of where my relatives live <laughs> as, <brilliant. laughs> as much as I could. So mm-hmm. like day three, I stopped at a cousin's house in um, Junction, Utah. Uh-huh. And then, so there's a couple times I stopped at my own house once. I stopped at my aunt's house. I stopped at a cousin's house. So that's how I plan stops was relative. <laughs> You're lucky to have had them like in, were they mostly in southern Utah, central, northern? Most of my relatives are in northern Utah. Mm-hmm. So southern, I just had one. And so we did a lot of RV camping. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, she's going to share some tips and tricks on our Mountain Mama Hack episode later um, about like free camping and um, just all her ways that she's been able to find great little camping mm-hmm. spots. So that'll be fun to hear. Um uh, Awesome. So how about bike things? Did you have issues with your bike on that first, uh, just the first few days? Or was it working pretty good and you're in a good rhythm? My bike worked pretty good. Um, It was in a good rhythm. Um, It is a $300 bike, a hybrid (laughs) bike. It is not lightweight. If you try to pick it up, it's heavy. But I didn't know that. I'm a novice biker. (laughs) And so it goes pretty slow, but I had nothing to compare it against. Right. So it didn't have any issues, but it it is a slow bike. Mm-hmm. Um, day three, I had my first flat tire, and I didn't have to change it. I just called my support vehicle, and I had actually brought two bikes, now that I'm thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, that uh, was brilliant. My best friend has also a GT Nomad, so we just switched it out, and later that evening, I changed the tire on my bike. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So you can just, like, keep going. You don't have to waste time and just, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I got my most bike problems by Utah Lake. So I got so many thorns in my tires. And oh. We had to change the same tire like three or four times, and that was annoying. On Utah Lake, just on mm-hmm. that one stretch, like three mm-hmm. or Because you had mentioned you really didn't have that many flat tires yeah. until then, really, right? Really, yep. Yeah, that's really when they hit was Utah Lake. <laughs> and then any really after that? Um, no, I I rode with, so because we were in Utah, a lot of my family would join me for different sections. Aww. And so 
on my last day, quite a few family members joined with me, and some of them got flat tires. <laughs> so I just kept riding on, and we'd leave them in the dust. And <laughs> like, See, yeah, I've yep. been doing this for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. How about your body? Like, like I know gals have a, um, and guys too. You know, you like after you've been riding for a while, your butt gets so <laughs> sore, and then doing that day after day, like, what was that like? Yeah, your butt does get sore, <laughs> and I think it's the sorest in the first three days. Uh-huh. But I also, like I said, I'm not a super legit biker. I don't have, like, the narrow um, little bike seat. So uh-huh. my bike was seat was more comfortable than most oh, bike it's like seats. like a big, wide, flat, yeah. cushy, nice. And I really think that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if you're in it, just take your time and, yeah, and really experience Utah. That's, I think that's brilliant, yeah. And that is one thing I loved about doing the bike ride is I could just go slow and be like, look at these beautiful mountains and Mm -hmm. these beautiful red rock. And I don't think you get that when you drive through anywhere. Oh, absolutely. There's so many places in at least special in central and southern Utah that are just, just gorgeous that you do want to just stop and like hang out and like, let's just have lunch here. There's a cute little cafe. Like, did you have any favorite little towns that you loved? Oh, I don't know, but I love just being able to stop. Okay, I loved passing Big Rock Candy Mountain on my bike. Uh-huh. Um, we also stopped at Fremont State Park, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what did you love about Big Rock Candy Mountain? I just loved riding through Big Rock Candy Mountain. Like, mm-hmm. the mountains are purple, and, uh-huh. and there's just this bike trail that goes right along it. So that was actually a pretty fun and safe area. For oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. How long is that section if someone wanted to just do that? Oh, that's not very long. You could definitely do that. Like, I think it's only like an hour. Oh, yeah. So just totally like if you're in that area and had Mm -hmm. a bike. Yeah, there's a trail that goes from there to like Roosevelt. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And that's like in central Utah. So awesome. So you like Big Rock Candy Mountain. And then you said the Fremont Indian. Is it State Park? Mm -hmm. That one's a state park. And then also in there, that area... You may have heard of Mystic Hot Springs. Oh, yes. It's run by, like, what is it? He looks like Gary Garcia. Jerry Garcia from the <laughs> I Well, when I went there from the Grateful Dead. And the whole place was, like, totally hippie when I was there. So we didn't go to the hippie place. There's <laughs> a, a natural, the That's natural right. hot springs really close to there. It's free. That's free. So we went there, and that was super fun. Aww. So I think riding my bike allowed us to stop and explore, especially in central Utah where we've never explored before yeah 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 there's so much there Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's like unless you live in that area you wouldn't know about these really cool little places yeah Yeah. oh that's so cool any other gems or things that you wanted to share or tragedies i also discovered yuba state park have you ever been there oh i have not i've just driven by it so our my bike ride takes you right past yuba state park and so we we camped there one night and so I had a friend, she brought kayaks out, and we were able to kayak on Yuba State Lake, and Aww. the cactus are all in bloom in May, and mm-hmm. and it was just really fun. Oh, that's so cool. I would never have thought about going to Yuba in May, because it seems so early and cold, and... I don't know if you've ever traveled with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Did you have a cat in the RV? We had a cat in the <laughs> RV! That's really... That awesome. was the only way I was able to convince this friend to come with me to be our my driver uh-huh. and my support vehicle was if she could bring her cat Fred. Uh-huh. And Fred liked to escape. So <laughs> traveling with a cat in an RV is a unique experience. 
I know, because you don't, yeah, yeah. If they're gone, mm-hmm. they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Like, did you have any near misses with the cat? We had to wander around Fremont State Park looking for the cat one day. <laughs> Another really cool gem along the route uh-huh. is Cedar Breaks National Monument. Oh, yes. So underappreciated. Yeah. So in May, the gates aren't open. So the park's not open. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we drove up there with the bikes and we took the bikes off the RV and we were able to ride our bikes through Cedar Breaks National Monument. Oh, no way. All by yourself. All by ourselves. So it was so magical. And the road was clear of snow, but everything else had snow. And so you could go places where other people weren't. And that was a fun way to experience that national oh. monument. So would you recommend going in May again to somebody? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I feel like June in southern Utah is too hot to Uh ride your bike. So May seemed like the perfect time to go. And was the weather pretty good for you? The weather was pretty good. Our only major weather problem in Utah was the very last day in Tremonton, the rain poured and poured and it was like strong hail coming down on us and Uh wind pushing us off our path. And Google had routed us on some dirt roads that day, so we were on some some gravel roads in this giant hailstorm. Oh man! Oh, that's miserable. Did like, did you have issues with crashing or slipping or? Uh, no. We were just cold, and the bikes just kept being pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those days when my friend got a flat tire, and so I was riding, and she was screaming at the top of her lungs, "Katie!" And I didn't hear her <laughs> and because the wind was coming so hard. And so finally I look around and she's like way back there Aww. just walking her bike in this hailstorm on the last day of the bike trip of Utah. Oh, no. And did she make it or did she just have to we get in the RV? Or? We switched out um, bikes for her. I actually didn't have the RV at that point because northern Utah had so many family that could support me. So. Oh, okay. So they were in their own vehicles mm-hmm. helping you out. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that sounds miserable. <laughs> did you feel like that was a kick in the pants? Or did you like, you're like, that's just okay. It's just how it goes biking. Yeah. I was a little afraid of lightning striking us because it kept <laughs> coming from the sky. But I said, we're finishing this today. <laughs> <laughs> you're on like metal bikes, of course. So yeah, kudos to you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie, for sharing with us your adventure. This is, I had so many questions about your trip that I didn't get to ask before. So I'm glad that you were able to to share all your answers and fun trips and things like that. So (laughs) thank you you so much. Uh, To hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Katie, click the subscribe button and get them directly on your device. Also help us empower more women um, and add a five-star review. And you can check our um, website out at mountainmamas.org, M-T-M-A-M-A-S.org. We also have an Instagram, Utah Adventure Mamas. And um, we also have a Patreon program, a a separate podcast that we interview all our incredible guests and they share their tips and tricks. And it's $5 a month and we would love you to participate in that and help um, support Mountain Mamas. 100% of that goes to help support Mountain Mamas. And Katie is going to be sharing some of her tips on planning trips, um, how to come up with good itineraries, where you can camp for free, and um, some basic bike maintenance tips. So please join us for that. And um, we're super glad to have Katie with us today. That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.